Hey, on this episode of Dorks, we talk about toxic fandom, and James tries to convince us to do a D&D game. It's a lot of fun. Turn in next. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, Get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. A somewhat a group of people that do a Dungeons and Dragons like night or something like that. See, I would be I would be down for that. I mean, I just I was looking at Facebook and somebody posted a thing that says a uh, noble paladin with lovingly written eight page backstory dies twenty minutes into adventure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the DM for our group, uh, but I did make myself. I'm a human. I'm a human rogue. What about in the game? I'm a human rogue. I'm a human rouge. I'm a rouge. But like Man, I said, if somebody you... did that, they, t- they spelled it wrong. And so the whole game, they had to be a rouge. Uh, I'm like doing like meeting up like once a month and doing like a D&D day or something like that. I could, I could get down with that. Like I've, again, I've never played. I don't know how, like I was one of those kids that when I was younger, I was scared. It was like, Oh, you'll worship demons and crawl into the sewer. And I'm like, am I like, it's actually, like I said, it's very, it's actually, like I said, it's, it's a lot of upfront work to get your character and stuff like that. And that's what we're kind of running into right now. But there's actually like some really good videos online. I've been watching just to kind of catch me up to speed and how to play once you start playing, it's like really easy to play. Like it's just you have to start playing, and I think that's what it is. Leo was even talking about it because you got to find a good group of people to do it and who can have imagination and can have fun with the world. Because if you have people who can't do that, it cannot be fun. So, but it also depends on your dungeon master. Your dungeon master has a sense of humor and can actually immerse yourself in the world. So, would it be like a game? Oh yes. Oh my god! I just keep killing everything. <laughs> Uh, uh, Patrick, I think James is uh, trying to sell us hard on starting D and D. I would be down. Like that's one of my uh, New Year's resolutions is to uh, learn how to play D and D, and also to learn filmmaking and like hang out with some filmmakers. I was invited to a film set in a few weeks. Nice. To, uh, learn how to do some stuff. Very I think cool. I think we get a D and D group going, right, Yo Yo? Sure. Better Englesmith, fancy man of Cornwood. There you go. But yeah, like I said, it just you just make your own character and we just go from there. Like I said, we got I got the I, I got the kit. All the time I make up characters in my head and 
and it was actually pretty cool because we made up a characters like in person and then i went along and their website i put in all their stuff and i got like a, a digital printout of all their stuff and then after everything you can just update it online and reprint the sheet out or you can just track it online oh nice it's really cool like i said it's it's something that i've been wanting to get into and i've been i, I kind of was like this logan like this and jen's like ask him and like i'm like you want to do this and i was like yeah i was like all right we're doing Dungeons dragons like just something different and i think it's something cool and I was, like I said, I've always wanted to play, but it's, I'm with Patrick. I'm too nerdy to be like, who wants to play Dungeons and Dragons? I figured just the beating, the pummeling of fists would come down afterwards. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried that, like, more experienced people would just, like, utterly destroy me because I have no idea. It would be like, you know, if I were to challenge, like, certain people to, like, oh, you killed me in uh, in in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. All right, now it's my turn. We're playing, uh, we're playing one-on-one, you know, in basketball. So let's go. Like that would be about as fair. Yeah. So yeah, true. But like I said, it's. It, I think if we did it like all the a bunch of us did it together. I think it would be really good. So yeah, I'm all for that. Like I love creating characters. I love you know the, like I'm I'm currently working on a uh, story that's due by the end of this month for uh, inclusion in an anthology where it's it's called Duel of the Monsters or something along those lines. Um, there's a lot of different. Uh, like titles in this specific uh, uh, publishing company, and I'm doing like a uh, supernatural killer versus someone with access to the Invisible Man's formula, like competing over uh, specific kills. There we go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping to write more, read more, and actually hit my movie goal this year because uh, I did not hit my movie goal last year due to uh, an accounting error on my part. I missed it by nine. Oof. That is... Uh, I thought I had 366. I had 356. Wow. That's crazy. I'm up to five not... so far, though. Up to how many so far? Five. Five? I did three yesterday. I did uh, Anna, Triple Threat, and Doom Annihilation. And then today I watched Tron and Tron Legacy. I had never seen any of those films. Oh, wow. Doom Annihilation, I made the mistake of watching the other day. I watched it last night. I mean, it was what I expected it to be. Like, that was on while I was playing Jedi Fallen Order, and I was continually getting killed by one specific person. I've been stuck on this guy because I refuse to cave and lower the difficulty. Uh, I've been getting killed consistently by him uh, for about a week now. Stop talking about that game. I can't afford it right now. <laughs> I think I'm over, like, 70 against this guy. Oh, it's the you, worst. Did, did you see that the Redbox games were on sale for like ten bucks? Really? Like Redbox is no longer doing rentals, so they just sold. They were selling all their games and all the machines for like twenty, ten, ten to twenty bucks. Oh, I didn't I, know that. No. Yeah, like I, I saw Jedi Order for like fifteen bucks, and I was like, I don't have it. Oh no. I might have to hit. Up they're, they're, they're like all. They're like it's like they're gone. Like if oh, you want no. like any good game, it's gone. Yeah, but the good is subjective, isn't it? No, but like that's gone. Like le- what's left is like Plants vs Zombies, Garden Warfare, like seventeen. <laughs> well, if if Leo, what do you have for a, a, a machine? Uh, PS4 and Switch. Okay. Well, if I had the uh, if I had the physical copy, I would let you borrow it. But I I picked up digital games when they were on sale. I got uh, that like the special edition with like extra stuff. Same with Red Dead Redemption Two and uh, Spider Man and Resident Evil. Like all the super special oh, nice. editions, they averaged out to be like thirty five bucks a piece. Like yeah. Spider Man, like the ultimate like seventy dollar edition was twenty bucks. Oh wow! 
Oh, the game of the year edition. Yeah, game of the year. That's what it was. Like some of them were like ultimate editions that were normally a hundred dollars, and they were like forty. Well, I'll uh, I'll probably pick it up uh, in the next couple months. Um, uh, Kevin's selling me his um, uh, not a Zoom. He's selling your Zoom? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my iPod finally died. Star Lord. (laughs) Uh, no, his uh, H six. Uh, he's going to be upgrading to a uh, mixer, so I'm buying his H6. Oh, nice. Going to the L8. Uh, yeah, I think he's doing the L8. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know what that was. I'm a bit L8 to the party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I I watched a video, and it looks like the, the Rode one uh, has um, a couple features that may be more beneficial. So uh, maybe. Rhodes? Where are we going? We don't need Rhodes. <laughs> uh yeah there's like a war of podcasting mixers now that have a bunch of like bells and whistles uh built in um and uh not not zoom uh yo yo help me out what's the company which one uh that makes the handheld task not ca- yeah zoom zoom yeah. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. task cam but a zoom uh zoom and uh road now both make uh podcasting specific mixers I didn't see the road one. Yeah, it has like uh like fancy uh lighted buttons. You can like pre-program like uh ads in lower thirds, not lower thirds, but uh like pre-rolls and stuff like that. See, I'm not fan- but, I'm not fancy yet. But the the which one we can need pre-roll still? The L8. Yeah, uh I don't think the road is physical sw- sw- there's something else about the road. Uh but both of them also allow you to hook in a uh cell phone like Bluetooth cell phone, uh, or you can hardwire it so you can take uh, phone calls and stuff. Are you talking about the Roadcaster Pro? Yes, that's it. Okay, might have to check that one out. Totally, and I think it's about time we kick this thing off. What do you guys say? I, uh, I roll. <laughs> well, I mean, you told me about something cool and fancy. <laughs> so they tell me that I got to stop looking at cool and fancy things. Uh, we're doing another episode of Dorks, and we're going to be talking about toxic fandom tonight, uh, and uh, including uh, Rise of Skywalker and um, how the Game of Thrones people have been uh, going uh, over to Witcher and still using that to make constant digs at Game of Thrones and D&D, and yeah, so it's going to be a fun discussion, and we're also going to get uh, some thoughts on Rise of Skywalker. What do you guys think about that? That sounds like a good plan. Totally. Uh, so I know we're waiting uh, for somebody to give us their thoughts, but I know Yo-Yo uh, saw Rise of Skywalker uh, just Who recently. Who are we waiting to give thoughts from, uh, other than me? <laughs> uh, Jenna's going to be joining us, right? Yeah, I just gotta just let me know when uh, okay. I can have her on pretty quickly. You just gotta let me know when you want her opinion. Sounds good. Whatever is good for her. But uh, let's uh, kick it off with Yo-Yo, who just saw it. I mean, it didn't just saw it. Saw it on Sunday. Well, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love being technical. You know that. Um, I'm super confused on why there was so much hate about it. I mean, it's it's okay movie. It's not like spectacular or anything like that, but. Like I'm super confused on all the like nerd rage on it. 
Yeah, it's definitely a little scary how people are really hating on this movie. And I know we've all, all seen it. Um, it. It's, I don't know, people, and Harrison Smith had an excellent podcast about this, about people feeling they have ownership of a specific IP or franchise. And that could be where some of the hate comes from. But um, what, what did you, I you didn't hate it, right? No. No. Okay, I, I see uh, we have Jen in the wings there. No? Okay. <laughs> no, Harrison's, Harrison needs to get some food scrumptious in his belly. And then once that's done, she will be joining us pretty soon. Okay. But I'll give you my my uh, my opinion on it. Totally. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. <laughs> uh, oh, that, that explains the name. <laughs> uh, no so we went and saw this at mgm uh the regal at mgm which by the way mgm regal fantastic it was awesome it was definitely worth the same prices but each theater had about 60 seats and they had the full reclining table all that stuff so that is slot machine right next to it it was awesome oh slot machine i got a blackjack <laughs> dealer next to me it was awesome um, but my, I enjoyed the movie. The movie was a good movie. I'll set it at that. As a Star Wars movie, it wasn't a good movie. Um, I mean, right off the bat, it just felt like it was unbelievably rushed. They tried to tr- fix everything that was wrong with The Last Jedi, move the, fo- move the story forward as possible, and then have a quick second act and third act re- resolve everything. I mean, the whole Palpatine thing, like, you could have, if this was the master plan and Palpatine was always going to be the bad guy at the end of this, why wasn't there any other inclinations in Force Awakens, Last Jedi? I'm not saying straight on, like, this is what's going on, but, like, little breadcrumbs would have been extremely nice. Like, the whole, like, what was it, the radio broadcast that the only way to hear it is if you played on Fortnite, which they actually had the audio broadcast of it. And J.J. Abrams was like, we couldn't fit it into the movie. I'm like, yeah, well, because this movie should have been two movies. Yeah, It should have been two movies. Um, But, like, that couldn't have been, like, a broadcast halfway during Force Awakens or during The Last Jedi or something like that being like, okay, there's something bigger and more powerful out there. I mean, it was like, oh, we want to know who Snoke was. There's a jar of Snokes just cooking. (laughs) Like, you know, here's the Emperor who's been alive but doesn't explain how he's alive. It just brings back being like, you know, the whole line from the the, ball- the, the the thing of Dark Plagueis, you know, the dark side has unnatural abilities. Like, cool, What what is that unnatural abilities? Like, even having Kylo start hunting for him in the second movie or trying to see what's going on, it was just felt like we want the Emperor, we're just going to throw him in there and we're going to kind of figure out how to make him fit. That kind of got, like, really ridiculous towards the end. And then especially the big reveal of, Palpatine being her grandfather. Okay, again, there really wasn't any breadcrumbs to lead you down that path. I think we've had it on more than one occasion that we stated, or I stated that, it'd be awesome if she was Palpatine. I think everybody in the chat had that same exact thought. But then to be like, oh, Force Lightning, okay, it's Palpatine. Hooray. Also, like, do, do you know what they could have done? Chewie should have died there. I remember looked at Jen, we were sitting there, and I was like, oh my god, like, they can't believe it. But Jen just kind of rolled her eyes, being like, yeah, right. Like, they're not doing that. But, like, that would have been kind of an interesting, like, 
she can't control her powers because she doesn't know and because of that she killed you like that would have been like <gasps> like there's the risks there's there's upping that level this is the end of the saga you have to give me something to kind of up the ante well the big joke i said was when they're in the sand the sand quicksand and they disappear i looked at jen being like credits like i would have died laughing like i think that would have been like fine but you know you 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 didn't de- develop Finn at all. He's just a whiny, fall in love. I'm gonna be a little lovesick puppy to Ray. You know, finds the female equivalent to her him on the the other moon of Endor. You never resolve his character arc at all. You know, Rose, you just get rid of 100. percent You know, you you kind of just you know you you get more of a backstory on Poe, which I liked. I was like, give me more of this like backstory on Poe because it seems like he's a coward and he ran a lot. But why is he so destined that he has to finish the fight here? It just felt like a lot of rush points. It felt like a lot of rush p- pieces. You know, I liked I liked how the 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 Death Star wasn't the the final scene. Like I think th- 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 that was a nice little mixed misdirection that that was it. Um, again, it was just they get to the planet with the Emperor. Cool, like awesome. You know, we got that big climactic battle with the Star Destroyers and at- the Atmo, which I still don't understand how that works and how thick this atmosphere or how big this planet is that they have these hundreds of planet-destroying star destroyers. Um, and by the way, does every episode have to have some sort of planet-destroying device easily accessible or easily developed somewhere in the Emperor's repertoire? Um, and then, like I said, the final battle, you Mace Windu'd him to death? Like, okay, cool. Like, I don't... <laughs> The execution was so poor because they had to finish the movie. They didn't want to do another one. This had to be the end of it. So they had to wrap up as many loose ends as they could. I didn't mind that but but like I said, as they can. Like they wanted to because I think you're done with these characters because unless they do another movie, because all of them said like we're done. We're not doing any Disney Plus stuff. And that question came up numerous times on the press tour. Would you be open to doing stuff like on the streaming services and stuff like that? It seems like they want to get put this franchise behind them as quickly as possible. And you kind of got that during the press tour and the interviews and stuff like that. Um, but what really put me over the goddamn edge, and Jen can attest this when she gives her, her review, because I, I was like, okay, the ending is okay. The Skywalker line is done. All of them are dead. There's no more left. That's it. Cool. End of the Star- Skywalker saga. That was the whole point of it. What's your last name? Ray. Solo. Palpatine something Skywalker. And I was like, I'm done. I, I was the biggest eye roll in the history of eye rolls in my life. Like you wanted to end the saga and you were just like, mm, Skywalker. And I watched the nostalgia critic did his review of the movie yesterday, which do yourself a favor and go watch it. It actually was like really funny. And it brings down a good point because the whole thing is this about bloodlines. Like your bloodline doesn't define who you are. Like, it doesn't. And so wouldn't it be like, and this is the point he brought up being like, wouldn't it be cooler if she said, Oh, I'm Ray Palpatine and bring like that name back. To, uh... Yeah. I could just, just imagine how well that would go with the galaxy. <laughs> no, but, I mean, but, 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 but here's the thing. If you're not defined by your bloodline and you're defined by the person you are, and you are now this galactic hero and they found out your last name was Palpatine. 
yeah, it's going to be a little rough right now. There's a whole book that they put out there about Leia dealing with the fact that Darth Vader was her father. And when that gets out to the, the New Republic Senate, it's how she deals with it. Like, that could have been a cool, like, jumping off point. That's a cool story to tell. Like, yeah, Palpatine did all this stuff, but then it comes back and she's the one who defeated her grandfather to save everybody else. Like, it just felt like that would have been a cooler way to end that. Or Solo. Ray Solo. Because of Ben. Because she saved him. Or she saved... Ray Baca. Ray Baca. (laughs) I just just felt like the, the, the Skywalker situation was just... It was just a poor... A poor way to end that movie. Like yeah, I get it. The movie's walk- named Rise of Skywalker. What what did you think was going to happen when they killed off the rest of the Skywalker Skywalker bloodline? I'm, just, just I'm Ray Ray Biota. <laughs> I understand. The, I understand the the title and stuff like that, but it's one of those things where it just it just didn't like it just didn't taste right, and that's the best way to think. like it was just like. You had a great way to just bookend the Skywalkers. You know, it started with Anakin, it ended with Ben. Like, perfect bookends, you know, because because it goes back to my biggest complaint about Star Wars. Now Skywalker's always going to be there now, and moving forward in this thing, it doesn't need to keep revolving around this person, or this name. Like, you know, and that's why I think The Mandalorian's so good right now, is it's a different story set in the same universe. And it's not beholden to, like, Skywalker. Yeah, and the Grove one, the, the best part of Star Wars for me. Exactly. So, you know, and I, it, I, I might most likely we'll see it again just to kind of see exactly what, you know, to see if I've missed something, but it was very rushed. I felt like it didn't do the character justice. It spent too much time retconning everything that they wanted to retcon from Last Jedi. You know, that was all done in the first Bad hour. Which, Rose. Yeah, you know, Ro- yeah, and I love the reason Rose wasn't in is because of Carrie Fisher and the CGI with Carrie Fisher. Why isn't she on the ship? Like, wasn't her and Finn like a love interest at the end of last Jedi. So in the last year, Rose was yeah. like, Oh no, love is going to save us smooches. And then all of a sudden like, go, go die. Have fun. You know, the whole end of like the family guy. Eh, goodbye everybody. Good luck. Like really? And it was just, <sighs> but th- that, that kind of brings us to the, one of the things we wanted to talk about today, the whole toxic fan because a lot of that is reaction to how the fans, you know, didn't like her. So because of that and how they cut her out of it, you've now ruined two storylines. Well, between, and I oh, mean, like, she... leaving Finn like a incomplete character and then not even developing her. Well, to to reel it back in towards uh, the toxic fandom, uh, she even left social media because she was attacked so much, right? Yes. Yeah. Um. Well, I think I think we're so I think Jen wants to give her opinions too. Totally. Totally. So I'll let her jump onto the mic and give her two cents on what she thinks. Hold on one second so she can hear everybody. Hi Jen. Hello. Hello. Hi Jen. Hi. Okay, let's hear your thoughts on Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. I had to make, I had to try to do something silly. <laughs> James. James broke it. Right here? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so 
my opinions aren't much different than from what James's were, obviously, because we saw it together. But um, I, I definitely, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I definitely don't feel like it was my all-time favorite Star Wars movie. I still think it's better than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> um, there are parts in it I did like. There are parts in it I did appreciate. But really, I mean, James kind of kind of said it all. Um, they, It was rushed, and it wasn't... They could have done more with it had they given more. I, at this point in the movie, would have just appreciated if Ray was just a child of the Force. That's fine. You've led me to think that the entire ride. Like, just let me go ahead and keep believing it. Um, there was a line that either I missed or they didn't say. I wasn't really sure um, in regards to uh, Palpatine being the grandfather. And I was like, but that were her parents. And James is like, they're hiding or something. I was like, did I blink? Did I miss a line there? Like, you're going to sum that up for me in a sentence somewhere in there? I was like, that seems really important that there's these like parents that, that like Palpatine had children. Like, can we talk more about that? Because that's interesting. That I want to see more of. I don't want to see that video. That, no. Because <laughs> you know he was sitting there with you know, whoever the lady was, and he's just like, do it. <laughs> but that, I have a lot of questions about that, though. <laughs> like, he's clearly, like, hooked up to all this stuff. Like, where, where's his son? Like, where, where's he? Why aren't you going after him? He's weak. Why is they're she dead. so strong? They're, they're, they're dead. Yeah. I was not a fan. I was not a fan. There were things I thought were really cute about it. Um... I kind of like the whole like C-3PO like losing his memory for a while. I thought that was adorable. Like them trying to do it. Um, and then it's like, will he get his memory back? Like they played up certain things really, really well. Uh, yeah. They Can just, I, I, did they play that up really that. well though? Can I, yeah, I want to yeah, jump in on that. Cause that's one of my biggest gripes of, of the film is they make this huge deal and he has this, you know, huge emotional sacrifice. And they're like, oh, don't worry. R2's got him. Oh, look, he got his memory back. Now we will never address this again for the rest of the film. <laughs> but he well, literally he got his brought back. up the fact that he had to back up all R2. In the, in the grand scheme of things. But I, that was telegraphed because they literally oh, yeah, brought up the fact that. Was. Literally brought yeah, up the it, fact that it was backed up. It absolutely was. You're totally right, Yo-Yo. Like, they're like, oh, doesn't R2 have a backup? Oh, I don't know. Oh, he might not. R2 <laughs> oh, his hard drive might be full. Oh, yeah, but you deleted that giant star map <laughs> off of a couple of movies ago, so he's got plenty of room. How much do you think that's going <laughs> to I still thought it was cute. Um, <laughs> oh, it was nice, I but... like C-3PO. I'm one of the, like, I think random people. I like that droid. Some people are like, no, I'm all set. I did find that other droid to be the most helpful droid ever. The I was other... like, that little thing was so helpful. I was like, wow. That's because he was voiced by J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I was like, he actually served a point, like a whole purpose. And like you didn't see too much of it where it was obnoxious. I was like, all right. It, it was, As opposed to these other droids that just show up sometimes. It, it that was, little droid was more helpful than BB-8 was in all three of those movies. Oh, totally. It, it was a little um, disheartening, though, that he was so abused, you know? And, yes. It, but to get that emotion from a droid was pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I thought that was interesting that they kind of like realized made him feel safe and that was neat. But yeah, I mean, there was it's just like a, a lot puppy. of problems yeah. in the whole movie. 
<laughs> there were things I was like, I could have more of, I could have had less of. I agree. I think Chewie should have just died. Everyone in the thing is like, oh, I'm like, he's alive. Yeah. He's alive. Like, like everything. Okay. And they're immediately. like, no, I'm sorry. They're like, who's the mole? And I don't know. Was there like a big neon sign that was like, it's me. I'm the one. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that God. was telegraphed too. It's like, it's Hux because he hates, he hates Kylo. Yeah. Because Kylo yeah. smacks him around and berates him all the time. Who else could it fucking be? Right. Right. I would wish it was like somebody else, like a random janitor, like just someone. Give me something totally random. They already have a random janitor. It's Ben. Ben is the random janitor. Like, literally, that was his job in the first movie. Well, they they had a new general that they uh, brought in also, right? I mean, you had that whole, like, small council. So it could have been... They could have definitely played it up that it could have been somebody else. But I I agree. You're totally right. It was so obvious that it was Hux. Yeah. And it was just just awful. (laughs) The thing that I read today, because uh, I kind of want to jump on this because it's it's addressing everything that everyone's talked about so far, is apparently there was this whole Reddit thread about how J.J. Abrams was not happy with what they did to him, but didn't he did to him with this film. His cut of the film was three hours and two minutes. Like, there was a lot more backstory. One of the things that I was rooting for, the uh, foe, uh, I keep doing this, the Poe and Finn uh, romantic relationship, that was supposed to be a thing. He And the I need to tell you something, Ray, the whole time was going to be explicit. And I, I said this, Leo, you'll recall that I said this because this is uh, something that I was a fan of and something that I believe since Force Awakens, that he is force sensitive. That is what he was going to tell her. And there's a scene at the end when they're trying to unlock the gun or whatever and he unlocks it using the force and it surprises the hell out of him. They changed it and made it BB-8 doing whatever they needed to do. So, like, they took all this creative control away from him, which is why during a, a bidding war between Warner Brothers and Disney for the bad robot uh, production company, he decided to sell Warner Brothers to kind of revitalize the DCEU because they didn't care about his production company. They just wanted him, you know, meaning Abrams. But, like, they cut out so much stuff that he wanted. And even when he agreed on a a specific cut of the movie that was, like, two hours and 37 minutes, they still cut another 15 minutes. Like, he wanted nothing to do with the the Ray and Kylo kiss. He wanted nothing to do. They were just like, listen, we have to put this forward for Mm -hmm. our shareholders. Like, it was going to be explicitly stated that Janna was Lando's daughter. But like I said uh, uh, on the show that you were on with me, Leo, um, this is they're setting up spinoffs and they're setting up like future properties, you know, with all these characters. Like there was a lot more with Rose because that's what people were saying, like, oh, Rose got cut out of it. And they're like, yeah, well, we don't want any controversy. We don't want any of what happened with The Last Jedi. We just want, you know, fan service, like on top of fan service, on top of fan service, which is why. In a movie where this is like the big climactic ending to a 42-year like reign of uh, a nine-film saga, we lost no real uh, named characters. Yes, Princess Leia died, but that's because Carrie Fisher died three years ago. So we all knew that was coming, but Chewbacca didn't die. Like they killed off Nien Nub for you know unceremoniously, and they killed Snap Wexley. 
you know, obviously Ben died, but if they're not bringing back any of these characters, what does it matter? But there was, but I mean, he had to die for, for his uh, redemption anyways, I think, just like his grandfather did. So there was so much that J.J. wanted in this movie, and Disney was just like, nope. I mean, I could have gone for a three-hour Star Wars film, oh. especially something closing out the saga. Or, you I mean, know, like Russo did with Endgame. Well, like you guys uh, mentioned, you know, like Jen mentioned, do it two movies. Like, uh, you know, uh, my wife loves Harry Potter. And we just did a Harry Potter marathon, which, oh my God, I survived. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the last movie was split into two movies, you know, Deathly Hollows part one and part two. I mean, why couldn't they do, you know, uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker part one and part two? You know? I can give you an easy answer for that because there was no pre-existing source material. And when you take three movies, this wasn't even supposed to be JJ's movie. It was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow's movie. But after what Ryan Johnson did to this, you know, they had to be like, all right, J.J. has brought back Mission Impossible. He has brought back Star Trek and now Star Wars. He has brought back to the forefront and really created something that people really like. We like we have to have a hit and it has to be wrapped up in this movie because we've got so much other stuff that we have to push forward because, you know, obviously Disney isn't just Star Wars. It's all the Marvel stuff like they've they just announced they've moved the WandaVision show from next year to this year. Yeah. So, like, they've already pushed that up a whole a whole year because they're like, all right, we need something because we don't have any more Mandalorian stuff until the fall, and people are losing their minds over that. So they have no more, like, films planned for at least another two years, like 2022, 24, and 26, I believe, is when these are all coming out. Well, I think so, people were, were in a uproar about uh, no more original content until the fall. You know, it's uh, and I think it's smart that they moved up WandaVision. But, you know, does the issues with this movie and obviously Last Jedi uh, is the toxicity called for? I mean, did they screw up enough where, you know, I know there's trolls just to be trolls and, you know, people to hate just to hate. Uh, but do we have a reason to be upset for how they ended the Star Wars franchise? I mean, no, it was never going to be perfect. It was yeah. never going to be perfect. There was always going to be someone that was or a, I should say a certain section of the quote unquote fan base that was going to be like, you know what? This is. This isn't what I thought was going to happen, so I don't like it. This isn't the direction that I would have taken it in, so that, you know, that's why I don't like this. And you saw that to a certain extent with Last Jedi, which is where this really, really started. But I mean, like, the big thing you saw with The Force Awakens was it's essentially a new hope all over again. It's like, right, and so was A Phantom Menace. Like, these movies are always the same every single time. Like, if you didn't get that from the prequels, you're not going to under, you know, like these movies aren't for you. Like you have to understand these are essentially the same films over and over and over again. But I don't think the the level of hate, like people for whatever reason cannot uh, separate an actor doing their job, reading a script and acting out a scene from the person playing the character. Uh, a, a great example, like, you know, we, we were talking about uh, Kelly Marie Tran as as Rose getting bullied off of social media because people didn't like the character she played. 
Like there were characters, and I know you alluded to Game of Thrones, uh, the kid Ollie from season five who did the final uh, the final blow to a certain beloved character. Uh, by the way, fuck Ollie. That... <laughs> yes, but that child was getting death threats on social media. It's oh, like, wow. You do realize that in real life, that actor is still alive. He didn't oh, yeah. actually kill anyone. This is a TV show, and people are so, like, just awful that they have to, like, send death threats to a child. Like, there's so many actors that get these these type of death threats and this level of, of bullying to the point where it's like they don't feel safe. And it's like they're just doing their job. Like, how would you feel if you're a construction worker and someone's like, well, I don't like the angle of that cinder block, so I'm just going to harass the shit out of you and threaten to murder your family until you quit your job like it's the same thing it's like just because there's a they're on a screen doesn't mean any different you know like these are the same people who always know what the football coaches should have done and yell and scream at their at, you know any player who makes a mistake you know while sitting on the couch you know cramming you know pork rinds into their gullet <laughs> Well said, Patrick. Uh, Yo-Yo, what did, uh, uh, you started saying something there, and I think, Jen, it looked like you uh, had something on your mind. I would say ladies first. Okay. Oh, thank you. Um, well, my question is kind of going back to the direction. I don't know that the idea of having three separate, and I know it's done quite often, so I'm not you know, ignorant to that, but I think it needed a clearer, um, concise vision, and I feel like having different people direct it and putting their spin on something is really what destroyed it for me. Now it's a bad example, but it's one I do go back to. Um, my other big fandom is Lord of the Rings. Now, obviously it's based off of books so you're going to have that, you know, whole telling of it, but you had three movies that were under the same direction that were filmed at the same time that I think that's why that movie was so amazing. And granted, again, the story was what it was, you know, we obviously know that, but I think, that it shared that like it was a very fluid thing where these weren't fluid it was watching and i can think if i watched them as like three separate movies they're okay but to try to lump it all together is what makes it difficult for me it's like you didn't i didn't go on a journey with you you just threw crap at me while I, like i walked somewhere and i was like oh, i don't want anymore like it just was it the worst things I've ever seen? No. Will I walk out of that and be like, that was fantastic? It wasn't the worst, but I wanted more. And I'm not trying to like knock it down or be like, oh, well, everything was wrong and everything was this. It was just a lot. And a lot of things, a lot of paths you took me down didn't get me there. So I'm always a big believer in like, had it maybe it always been his three movies, I might have enjoyed it so much more. Now, obviously, the mouse does whatever the mouse wants to do, and you know they'll they'll change the rules all the time. But then it goes back to now: does it affect where they're trying to do it as all this fanfare and make the fans happy? Did that now you know sort of come back to bite them? Because I don't think the fans are happy. So I think they're happy about Baby Yoda, but that's about it. <laughs> well, I. I... I just want to jump in. I'm sorry, Leo. I didn't. No, no, it is fine, Patrick. Fine. <laughs> I will. I will. Because I want to address what you said, Jen. Like when it comes, and this is what the difference is, and why you can have um, multiple directors if you have a 
specific direction in place. Like the Marvel films, there are 23 of them or 24, whatever the hell it is, and they all tell one long story. There's And everything's directed by different people over and over again. But they had a plan. I don't think they had a plan for this. Because, I mean, look at the original trilogy uh, of Star Wars, the one that most people think is the best, uh, The Empire Strikes Back, wasn't written or wasn't directed by George Lucas. It was directed by Irvin Kirshner. And where I totally agree with you on uh, Lord of the Rings, like that's a hugely amazing uh, uh, cinematic undertaking. But that also already had like, this is the story. It's been around for 70 years at this point. He's just adapting it. So like they had that structure and like, okay, this is, we know from point A to point B to point C to point D where we're going. I don't think this trilogy ever had that because Ryan Johnson, when he did the second, uh, when he did the second movie, he, he was like, oh yeah, I didn't read the script for the first one. I didn't care about this character. I didn't care about that character. I just wanted to subvert people's expectations. It's like, that's great, but not in the middle of a trilogy. Like you can't just ignore everything that's happened do what you want and then be like yeah okay that's fine so here we go like so uh, so, and like what leo was saying with the the the, uh the uh, harry potter yeah how there was you know they split the last one into two movies why couldn't they do it with this because again there was already a set point like we know how this ends so we can split this up because it's a cash grab disney doesn't really need to do cash grabs like they're okay apparently there was a lot of input from china like to the point where they were like okay well here are the approved shades of blue that you can use for the force ghost because the end scene was supposed to be all the force ghosts like they filmed that in costume it wasn't just a voiceover like they had there they were supposed to be forming like a symbolic shield helping ray rise up against and protect her against all the sith in the room so that's my two cents on, on that. Sorry, I, well, I know I keep going on. No, it's totally fine. Uh, I, I mean, definitely a lot to unpack. Uh, as of the China thing, there's awesome... Th- this season of South Park is, is just awesome. Uh, they did a yes. whole episode on that where, you know, the mouse is... In, they're trying to do an, an episode for the mouse or something like that, and they have these people from China, like, overlooking every single... Uh, sentence uh, written in the script and everything. No, 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 you got to change this. And so, um, you know, it's kind of sad that China has that much of an influence over, you know, the creative outlet. Uh, But getting a little bit back to the backlash, and uh, I also wanted to talk more about, you know, the Marvel difference. uh, But before seeing the movie, I remember seeing, you know, I, I saw opening night and I remember there being a bunch of uh, news outlets saying, oh, my God, Star Wars first same sex kiss. And there was like, you know, a bunch of, you know, um, people freaking out about it. But it was like not even a second long during the celebration, you know, uh, two people kissing. Like, what the fuck is that all about? I mean, why? why well, do there you... was an earlier scene that got cut that JJ put in there of them like holding hands when the Falcon first lands after they do the light speed skits. Yep. So, like they had already established it. Hmm. Uh, also, who do you think's to blame for these issues? I mean, the name Kathleen Kennedy keeps on popping up. You know, she, you know, some say she was the issue with, uh, with solo and, and definitely, Seems like her heavy hand seems to have a negative impact. 
Do you think she? Are you now getting into that toxic fandom thing by now saying, "Oh, it's this person's fault"? Well, it's, it's, I think it's definitely the higher ups' fault. You know, Marvel doesn't have this issue because you have Kevin Feige, which Patrick says, uh, you know, they have a plan for everything. Uh, but they have a plan because there's a fan, you know, at the heart of it. You know, that's why the Marvel movies are so good, because you have fans in place in control where that should be. Are we sure that's why they're so good and not just that they have a plan? And, hey, look, you're going to direct this movie, but this is where we're trying to go. So everything you do has to lead towards it. You can have fun with this, but this is the end goal here. So make your moves in according with these ideas. Had they gone through and did that, would this have turned different versus? Well, the interviews that I've listened to, it seemed like a lot of the people that were, had heavy influence in the movies were actual Marvel fans, you know, and, and read the comics and knew the source material. Yeah, but I, I'm sure the people involved in the Star Wars movies were Star Wars fans and, you know, watched the movies and, you know, has, you know, read the extended universe and everything. That doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I think it's a sign that they didn't have a clear plan going, like, into this. I don't know. I think I, I don't think Star Wars had a, a concrete plan because there was what George Lucas pitched to them and they said, Oh yeah, yeah, we're totally gonna do that. Bob Iger said, you know, when he signed over that, you know, four billion dollar deal to buy Star Wars, he's like, Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna take what you think into account. Oh yeah, definitely one hundred percent. And they're like, you know, as soon as they leave, they're like, Yeah, we're we're gonna completely ignore everything that he told us because the uh, the prequels weren't that good and people didn't like them. So I think they were set on doing fan service. And, you know, the only reason J.J. agreed to come back to do Episode 9 after Episode 7, because we kind of hamstrung him a little bit. And then, you know, what they, what you saw with Episode 8 was just like, wow, nothing that he set up really paid off in this second film. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you complete, total control, like everything. And, you know, then, you know, everybody started coming out and like, well, you need to change this. You need to not do that. You need to cut this because we need to make the shareholders happy. It's not so much about doing a good movie. It's and I think that's where some of the toxic fandom comes in, where people who grew up on Star Wars and were expecting a certain type of story. It's not to say that, you know, it's OK to be a complete asshole on social media, you know, towards a person, you know, playing a character is the same as. I didn't like this movie because it fundamentally altered these characters or these characters are completely, it was the same, uh, the, the same type of complaints people had about the final season and a half of game of Thrones, where it's like, this seems super rushed. Everybody's, you know, acting totally different. There's no reason for these characters to be behaving the way they are, but for some reason, this is what we're getting. And I think that had to do, again, and this ties back to Star Wars because Benioff and Weiss were promised a, a trilogy of their own. So they're like, let's just, all right, we already have that deal in place. So let's rush through Game of Thrones. Forget about all the stuff we set up. Well, and let's just rush through this as fast as possible. Because HBO said, hey, we'll give you up to 10 seasons. Like, you don't have to rush us. So like, nope, we have this Disney thing. We're going to do Star Wars. And then because of what they did, now they don't have their trilogy. So 
they ruined Game of Thrones because they were promised Star Wars. And we see the exact same thing happening in Star Wars where it's like rushed because it's almost like you had to make two movies into one for episode nine because you had to fix everything that happened in episode eight, you know, and kind of pay that off. But you didn't. But at the same time, you also have to set up future properties, which is why we see the Lando and Janet scene at the end, which is why we see all the lightsabers getting buried, which is why there are so many hanging plot threads that don't get answered because they're setting up future properties. Uh, by the way, I just want to say uh, thank you to Jen for uh, lending uh, her voice to the discussion, and she has morphed back into James. Jen yes. should come on the show more often. Well, she was one of the original hosts, but, you know, baby. Um, and Harrison is quite the talker when he's not moving. So um, <laughs> we're hopefully going to get her more on, and um, I'll make a little bit of a little bit of an announcement at the end of the and at the end of the show, nothing as dramatic as the end of the dorkening on Sunday. Oh, geez. Not as, um, <laughs> but there will be an announcement. No, and, and and the thing is, even going back to like the same vision and the same you know storyline and stuff that I heard Jen talking about a little bit when I was hanging out with Harrison is JJ and Kathleen Kennedy were in agreement with where Ryan Johnson was taking the franchise. That's the thing. Like JJ shot the first couple scenes of the last Jedi and had access to the script to know exactly what to set up the issue in my head. And this is the more I look at it and the more I kind of dissect it um, is I just don't feel like there was enough time in the trilogy, like in the length of the trilogy, those three movies, it's a year. When you look at the original trilogy, it's about five to six years, according to the timeline, the Canon timeline. Because the Battle of Endor happens five years after the uh, Battle of Yavin, where the first yep. Death Star blew up. And so, also during that time, you had uh, a bunch of comics that filled in the gaps between uh, the movies. And also novels. Too, and novels, yeah. But also, too, in, in, in again, this is, goes back to what the mouse wants and the mouse gets is, all week since the movie came out, it was like the visual dictionary, the visual dictionary, the visual dictionary explains more of this stuff. I shouldn't have to do homework to see a movie. Like, I get you want the synergy and you want everything to line up perfectly. But guys, like, okay, like the the the, the fallen jet the fall you know Jedi Fallen Order, which Liam needs to buy. You know, <laughs> yes, it explains some of the stuff that happens between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Great, cool. I like filling in that gap. I like the that that error. I started watching Rebels on Disney Plus. Help fill in that gap a little bit. Oh, um, actually, start with Clone Wars. I'm already in Rebels. Like, let me watch one animated Star Wars show at a time. Uh, after you watch Mandalorian, put you... two TVs together, watch both of them at the same time. You're you're one in each eye and just like oh, I just I... clockwork <laughs> orange and just be like, uh, there is a watch order somebody put together as uh, some episodes you'll need to watch. <sighs> Uh, right there, homework. I should just sit down and watch this movie and know what's going on. To go into back to my original point about the dead speak, that message was in Fortnite. Like, and it was a pretty cool message. Like, you telling me in the middle of the battle of Starkiller Base that came across all communication while they're right about to blow it up? Like, this isn't, I thought this was the only threat. There's something bigger than this, a planet killing, a planet killing planet. I mean, 
because how, because in my mind, how awesome! Like knowing what we know now and going back and looking at the the first two movies of the sequel trilogy, you know how awesome if you didn't know about Scar Star Killer Base at all, not a moment about it, and all of a sudden they're on Maz's planet, and you look up and you see this red line come across and blow up a system, blows up the Hosnian system, and or at that point in time you hear the Emperor's like I am back, the Sith will run, like okay, and then the new First Order comes down like. They had opportunities, and that's why I don't think, going back, that they had a concrete plan. I think this episode, and even Kathleen Kennedy said in interviews, like, it was my idea to bring the Emperor back. So was it your idea six years ago when you bought the franchise and laid out the movies? Or was it two years, after the after the, the fallout of Last Jedi, they were like, we don't have a villain because Kylo Ren is a little bitch. And, by the way, him as Ben Solo was a better actor than him as Kylo Ren. Agreed. So like I wish I wish we had more with Ben Solo and that he survived and Ray died. Why couldn't they both survive? <laughs> well, why didn't they both die and then do yeah. and then have somebody else be force sensitive? You had a kid with a broom in the last one. <laughs> uh, okay, That's so true. so I know we covered a bunch of uh, the toxic fandom and definitely like Game of Thrones. Uh, you know it, it's. The last two uh, season and a half, well, the last two seasons, because the season before that was a half a season, uh, really killed the series. Uh, I took a picture and I was going to send it to Philip, but I went into Best Buy and their like Game of Thrones section was like completely full, and this was like two days before Christmas. Um, but I want to do a little nitpicking for Rise of Skywalker, and I know there's a lot to nitpick, uh, and I know some of us, you know thought the movie was okay some of us didn't like the movie and again you know to each their own everybody has their own opinion everybody just enjoy what you enjoy uh but palpatine how could he it stinks it stinks (laughs) how could he survive that explosion you didn't pay attention Uh, to revenge just leo come on how did anakin survive getting burns I mean, it's a movie. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, but we I, discussed uh, this on, on Shark Bites a few weeks ago, and I will tell you exactly how. So the safest place to be during Star Wars, if you are uh, worried you're going to die, is to be thrown down a giant chasm. Uh, ask Luke, ask Darth Maul, ask the Emperor, ask Ben Solo. The only person I mean, who didn't survive after being launched from a great height was Mace Windu. And the reason why is because he was thrown from a window. If you are killed uh, or, or, or thrown through something that when, sounds when, a lot like your name, that will be fatal. So, like, when, when Darth Maul didn't survive black. <laughs> just, just, just throwing that out. No, I mean, <laughs> had, had Darth Maul been killed in a shopping center, that would have been permanent. <laughs> well, 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 here you go. Ready? Leo, you want your answer? Yeah. Because, by the way, the guy who plays the Emperor is still one of my favorite actors to play the Emperor. Ian like, McDermott. He's, he's awesome. Here you go. Ready, Leo? The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Okay. He I... quotes that verbatim in Rise of Skywalker. That's all the Almost. explanation. That's all Almost verbatim. Okay, so was he, like, force-flying like Leia through space? Because well, I mean, did, did you I mean, just know that you could send your soul into another person and no, then they no, become that person? No, I get that, but his body, his body is all fucked up. 
that's there uh, is precedent for this. There's precedence for this. In Knights of the Old Republic 2, there's a character named Darth Sion who, for all intents and purposes, is dead. He's essentially a zombie because you fight him repeatedly, and every time you kill him, he just gets back up because he holds himself together through the power of the dark side, through his hate and his anger and his pain. He holds himself uh, whole, makes himself whole, even though he suffered catastrophic damage, he should be dead. And Palpatine did have a like, I don't know, dialysis machine stuck to the back of his face. Yeah. So, I mean, he was not in good shape. Like, he was all kinds of, like, janky and, and like, missing fingers and shit. Yeah, but, so, I mean, why why not move to a clone? He, we already set up that he has clones and, you know, he was uh, Snoke. very busy. He had a whole, like, fleet of planet-killing Star Destroyers to make. You know, Painted he, black he, and red because on a planning full of lightning, black and red seemed right. Hey, he liked the color scheme. The contractor like convinced him on it. His contractor's name was Kevin, and he was very good. They uh, got a really good deal on all that black paint. And do, do you want to talk about nitpicking? Who's manning all those star destroyers? Uh, clones and other soldiers that uh, he had been kind of hiding away. Lines. I, I thought they were like taking hostages. They were raiding yeah, picking people up in kits and like raising them the same way they got the rest of the stormtroopers after yeah. the clones were used. Like how they got thin. Like, so, so like here's the thing: like we keep saying these questions. These are fantastic questions. I would have loved a little bit more of like these underlying things to be like kind of in the background of these other two movies. Like you know. You know, uh, one of the reasons why the you know the, the resistance looking over here is because there's word of people just disappearing or planets or colonies just getting up and just vanishing with no trace. Like, it, well, you know, they're right near the unknown region. Like, who would have known? Who, like, what's going on? Like, no one knows. Like, oh, I heard there's a rumor that that's where you know Emperor Palpatine's not dead. You know, breadcrumbs. There was zero breadcrumbs because it was never their plan. Okay. Like I said, I would I would have been happy if she like Ray was just a child of the force. Like that's what that's all it is. Yeah. Um. It you know, in and I and I didn't mention the one thing that I, I <laughs> excuse me that I enjoyed was I loved I loved the Han Solo scene. That was the only emotional scene in that movie. Also, to a point. No, I still think it was him because they never had a scene together in that. I think her well, sacrificing herself, yeah, that was touching. But you had someone else have to narrate what she's doing. Like, right, like Maz, what from that? Um, uh, oh, crashing into my table here. From that Reddit post that I I referenced earlier, um, the scene was supposed to be a little bit longer, and what she was doing was kind of like playing into his memories, like long distance calling almost, and like between her use of the force and his use of the force he kind of replayed out that scenario from Force Awakens because it was just his memory, you know, and it wasn't anything new. And, you know, you get that telltale, like he was going to tell his dad, I love you, but and Han's just like, I know. So, you know, there's a little bit of both of them there. This is just what I what I read. So and this is kind of what I took out of it. She used the last of her energy to kind of like, cause she knew the effort would kill her if she did this. And yeah, like she I mean brought him back. And then when Ray heals him, Ray kills uh, Kylo Ren and heals Ben Solo, which is why his scar went away. It's just one of those things. Like I told Chen again because we were sitting next to the movie. I was like, "How much funny it would have been if, like, Dad, I need your help." Okay, <laughs> again, and he's like, ah! 
Like I would have like died laughing at Ted. But yeah, no, well, that would have been pretty funny. I mean, it was just one of those things where um, you know, the whole thing with like Luke back on the planet, yes, Porg survived. I'm so happy. Um, you know, we, like I felt like he had a better send-off in the two minutes he was on screen than he did in the whole other movie. Like agreed. You know, he basically was but more, just like but more fan service in that whole thing. Yeah, like lifting the the X wing. Well, the, not only that, but the whole um, you, you shouldn't disrespect the lightsaber. Like, he, like basically the, the line he said when he caught it. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a nod to uh, how people like, received. I mean, it's one of those things, and like I said, it was a good movie, and you know, I, and it, 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 it and, and it's one of those things where, and I look back at one of the reviews where it just there was no, they took no risks. They did. Yeah, remember what happened last time they took a risk? I, but, but the thing is, you need to push, you know, to, and this is where, like, I agree a little bit with, like, some of, like, the critics and stuff like that being, like, you know, if you're wrapping up a saga and we'll use Return of the King, I'll use Harry Potter, I'll use some. there has to be risk, there has to be loss. And I understand everybody wanted that emotional connection with Leia passed away, in the movie, but the problem is Carrie Fisher's been dead for three years. Like we've already mourned her, you know, to a point at the end of the last Jedi, they said in memory of Carrie Fisher, like it's very tough for us to get attached to that, like passing. And it goes back to like, you know, I still believe Chewie should have passed away or C-3PO should have like been a hundred percent deactivated. And that was the end of it. Or even like what Kevin Smith said years ago was blow up the Millennium Falcon. It gets destroyed in the final battle, sacrificing itself somehow. Like there, yeah, you you, you knew because because you you didn't kill off Ray. Ben Solo died, which I think was ridiculous. You know, I just I just feel like there was no no grit. Like okay, great. Like it's because you if you had a watch or I'm just like mathing it out in your head, you're like okay, we're at the halfway point and the stakes aren't really high. Like, what were the stakes? Palpatine's back and in a day, they're going to blow up all the planets? Like, and in that day, they found a way to get to him and then they had this big epic battle and all these ships came and, and people come and, like, come on. Like, you know, even when, it, then it's just more disheartening when you have the writers come out being like, we wanted two movies and they weren't doing, they weren't doing episode 10. And that just sucks because I think, I think you got a little bit more of Poe as a crappy leader and how he kept doubting himself. Like when he asked Lando, like, how'd you guys do it? How'd you guys bring down the emperor, the empire? And he's like, we just had each other. Like we relied on each other. And I'm like, okay, like that's a cool message because that's really how it was. They just, they just had each other and they just trusted each other and they went and fought the war. Like I get it. So also Leo, what did Billy D. Williams pissed about? I thought he had plenty of freaking screen time. I know. He, uh, and matter of fact, uh, we talked about it uh, on another episode. Was he had more screen time than uh, friggin' Luke? Well, also you gotta think Luke. Luke had Last Jedi was his movie. Yeah. So this anything in this movie is gonna be like a Forest Ghost. But like you know, I, I didn't call some of the positives I liked. I liked the whole interaction between her and Kylo again, like the mind thing. Like I liked they kept that. I liked how they could pull things in from other places. Like that was really cool, especially the, the lightsaber fight where they're like having the berries from the planet in the room with all white. And then they had like all this other things like that was cool. But again, it's, you know, it's the franchise is like one step forward, two steps back. And, you know, I understand they have a multi-billion dollar theme park 
made up for this stuff. It's like, you know, I'm just, I don't know. Well, that and we now have Disney Plus and you got to sell those baby Yoda toys. How many uh, does uh, Ashes uh, have pre-ordered, Patrick? I want to say a baker's dozen, probably. <laughs> I don't know exactly, but she just she just got a shirt the other day that she wore to the premiere. Uh, one of our our friends, um, who is uh, part of the From the Canopy podcast, who was also a tattoo artist, uh, his uh, store on um, T Public, uh, Monkey Blood. He has a, a really nice baby yoda design he actually sent us a print for christmas which nice. Is nice of him so uh it's pretty awesome totally but yeah i'd say probably uh at least uh 10 to 13 is my <laughs> guess uh well uh so i know there's definitely some faults for rise of skywalker and a lot of stuff for us to be disappointed about um i agree with yo-yo you know what you said earlier you know there's really Nothing for us to be mad about, you know, they're going back to the toxic fandom and everything. Uh, but at least we have like Mandalorian to look forward to. And James, you need to finish Mandalorian. Is James the only one not caught up? Probably. So here we go. Um, here's just some, some stuff that really was, um, according to again, sources, um, Indie, Indie Wire, it goes, um, the editor wrote, we were definitely still trying to figure a lot of stuff out. Um, Brandon said about the sped up editing process. It's a struggle. It affected everything. About a third of the way through, Kathleen Kennedy was like, JJ has to spend more time in the cutting room. And I knew that wasn't going to happen. Not with the schedule that we were on. Not with what he was dealing with on a daily basis. He was exhausted at the end of the day. Uh, it claims, and then another thing that says, uh, someone who works for Bad Robot. Um, basically says it claims that Disney screwed over JJ. Disney seems Warner Brothers as a major threat and was involved in the bidding war for Bad Robot and Abrams. Again, Abrams went with Warner Brothers. Uh, uh, Disney sees Marvel as the new Star Wars and that DC is a threat and that since Abrams had big success reinventing franchises, they don't want Abrams doing successful fan-pleasing Superman movies, so Disney's goal is to make J.J. look bad to potential investors or shareholders. Uh, they said that the, the Rise of Skywalker we said last night was not the Rise of Skywalker we thought we were working on, and that J.J. was blindsided and devastated by this. Um, uh, Abrams have been feeling down over the last six months because some of the ridiculous demand Disney made to have him change his movie story. While the scenes were shot, a lot of the changes were made in post-production, and the auto was re-recorded and altered. My sources says this never happened like anything before. He's the director, and he wasn't in the know about what they were doing. Wow. So do you think they... Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. So do you think they purposely hurt this movie to hurt him? That'd be stupid. No. No, I think... I think. Well, here it goes. JJ's original cut in November, this past November, was three hours and two minutes long. A Kylo Ren scene was supposed to be longer. Kylo and Mustafar... Uh, was a bit longer. There was a moment where Kylo seemed a bit Disney, and his visions were shown as blurry for a second, almost as if time half stopped while everybody in the background was slow mo fighting. Wait, wait, Kylo wait. hears James breathing, then shakes his head, and time goes back to moving at the normal pace. He jumps right back into the battle. The scene from the trailer where he knocks the guy down later, which en- did end up in the movie later. Kylo on Mustafar. Yeah, that first planet's Mustafar. You didn't know that. Yeah. You have to go buy the book and then play the video games that update all your information about the planets that they were on. Mustafar, where know. Vader was born. Yeah, his castle. Yeah, it's his castle. Yeah, and where he had his castle from uh, 
from uh, Rogue One. It's a lava planet, but I thought it was snow. No, it, so oh, oh, you, you didn't you didn't hear read this as well about Mustafar? Is that there was a curse on the planet, and then when Vader died or something, it it changed the planet back to what it was supposed to be like, which was like a green foresty planet. What? Oh, 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 do you know where you find that information in? You find it in the Vader Immortal Oculus VR Chapter 3 game. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, holy shit. Well, I wish nothing but success with JJ in revitalizing DC. I think, you know, that would be phenomenal. I totally agree. What's that, yeah? Or it could end up horrible. Who knows? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm playing everything by ear nowadays. Well, Bad Robot in itself has had a good success record. I mean, the, the Star Treks were phenomenal. Um, Mission um, Impossible. Yes. Into Darkness was pretty rough. It, it was okay, but the first one and the last one were phenomenal. But he didn't do the last one. It was Justin Ling did the last one. Okay, but listen, Bumble Scrum as Khan was amazing. What was that? Bumble Scrum Cabbage Patch. He was Khan, and it was awesome. Oh, it was just. It just feels like my sum up of the the sequel trilogy was, is that once Disney got in on it, they weren't looking to tell a story. Yeah, they were looking no. They were to... looking to make money. Like that's what they've been doing. Like everything that they're doing. Do you think the Porgs were any had anything to do with the story? And you know, I got into an argument with someone about this. They're like, oh, the Porgs were definitely influential. Like they were more influential than the Ewoks. I'm like, really? Which uh, which which part of the Empire did the Porgs take down? Because without the Ewoks, uh, our heroes lose at the end of Jedi. So tell me how important the Porgs were again. How they weren't just you know, marketing. They weren't just toys that were thrown on screen. Do you know how much porg shit my wife has? Like, that's what that was for. It wasn't because they added anything to the plot. It wasn't because they were, like, some secret key to restoring the Jedi Order or defeating the Empire. No, they were just, look, we can sell more toys. How often are they porg-sensitive animals? Oh, I want to do a Porg spin-off musical like Cats. There you go. Human like superimposed on Porg's bodies. So, so I thought the Porgs were brought in because there was puffins. It's yeah, puffins. it was all just a way to be able to film a movie without disturbing puffins. It was also that, and they figured it was easier to make a little. Again, I agree with Patrick to make something cute and adorable to sell to children and grown adults. But also, it's better than digitally removing all yeah. the flying birds around the island. So, uh, well, just- also, if you look at if you look at that uh, Reddit post, if you read a little further down, they talk about JJ's least favorite scene, which was put in to sell more toys. They fly now. They fly now. They fly now. They fly now. It's like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit right now? Am I watching a Mel Brooks Star Wars movie? Well, also, um, baseballs. So was it on your podcast, Patrick, where we were talking about the the comic? Sorry. <laughs> May have been. Where they knew that they flew already because it was referenced in the comics? Um I think I think I don't know. Like I said, it goes back. There's way too much backstory yeah. nowadays. You know, I just can't. So in support of uh JJ and Bad Robot, I just wanted to 
I brought up Bad Robot Productions, uh, their list of movies, just to name a few, starting with uh, 2001 Joyride, but after that, Cloverfield, uh, all three Star Treks, Super 8, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, uh, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, uh, obviously Star Wars, 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, Star Trek Beyond, Cloverfield Paradox, Overlord, uh, some of the TV shows, um, Fringe, Alias, Lost, Alias, Almost Human, 112263 mm-hmm. is Bad Robot, Castle Rock, Westworld. So, uh, a lot of definitely, uh, some signs of success. So, uh, I just have high hopes for DC. Please, 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 we need DC to be an equivalent to Marvel. Yeah, and I think we can get that, especially with uh, James Gunn helming the new Suicide Squad, because we've seen what he can do with a bunch of wacky characters. And well, he's I think if JJ... the most fun he's ever had shooting a movie. Awesome. And then getting JJ over there to work on something, like give me a a JJ Abrams Superman story any day of the week. That would be awesome. Well, uh, we are a little past the time. Uh, anything else you guys would like to talk about before we wrap things up? Uh, no, I think that's... Uh, oh, that's a, I saw Hellboy. You did? Ooh, I have to watch that one. I haven't seen it yet. It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't change the channel once watching it, so I watched it straight through. My eyes hate I, you. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I had fun watching it. I liked yeah, it. It's it. pandemic. It's 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 just watching it. You're like, I wish that was Ron Perlman. That's kind of what I felt. David Harbour was awesome as Hellboy. The com the comedy was there. He, you know, you could the probably the makeup is so heavy. Like you can like that's that's makeup. But the interaction with his father, which is Ian, um, what's his name? He's in yeah, he's awesome. He's he's better than John Hurt in my opinion because he's more of like rough. But they do like the origin scene of Hellboy, and it's like I felt like I was watching the Del Toro version because it's like set up almost exactly like it. It's like there's Rasputin, and there's the mechanical guy. Like I'm sitting there being like, okay, like all right, you've got me kind of interested now. Um, you know, Maliva Jehovah, which whatever her name is, she's not terrible. Mila she's Jehovah. actually pretty good as the villain. Um, don't get, they don't give her enough screen time. I feel like, like they kind of like, she's at the very minimal amount she can, you know, it's a little bit of, it's a little bit of like the King Arthur legend with Hellboy. So it's like taking like a one-off story. It sounds like it's very like out of the blue. Like he's reluctant to do this stuff. My biggest complaint was it was a little too gory. Like the blood was a little too high in my count. Like it got to a point where I was like, all right guys like i get it like there's a whole scene you've seen in the trailers where that big creature is walking down the thames river so that's a whole scene of like demons killing humans and it's like showing them getting skinned and ripped in half and a guy gets his face ripped off but it's only the skin and you see all the it's like it gets to the point where it's a little over overkill no pun intended so it's like a slow tuesday it's so it's (laughs) so i mean I like how the only two characters you have that were in the Del Toro one is Hellboy and the Professor. That's it. Like, Abe Sapien's not in it. Like, none of those characters are in it. So, um, I like I, said, I enjoyed it. Uh, I definitely want to watch it with Jen and get her take on it. But I I can see why nobody liked it because you walk in, you watch this movie being like, it, like, has hints of, like, the original 
Hellboy theme and stuff like that from the Del Toro episode, the movies and stuff. So you're just like, I wish this was Hellboy three. Like if this is the way they were going with it, like I wish this was Hellboy three. So, yeah, I get you. I get you. I haven't so watched on, it yet. Maybe I'll this weekend. It's on HBO now. So if you have HBO right. now, check it out. I own uh, the movie. I picked it up on Black Friday. So yeah, uh, same here. I picked it up. I have it on my Plex. So uh, uh, also Pikachu is on HBO. I watched that. Oh, I love that movie. We watched it with Logan. And I'm like, I'm all in on this movie. <laughs> you keep saying Logan. You talking about like James Howlett, the mutant? No, no. My, my stepson's name's Logan. Well, I don't know that. Speaking of Logan, uh, we'll cover this on a upcoming episode, but uh, there's talks of a Deadpool, Hugh Jackman, and Wolverine buddy cop type of movie. That's what I've heard. Well, Hugh Jackson could go rot in hell for all I care right now. I'm so pissed at him. So. Why? He's not returning any of his No, it's not that. It's realistically not his fault. So, you know, Beetlejuice the musical is actually, like, really good. And it's been, like, really rave reviews and stuff like that. Yep. So it's getting pulled off of Broadway. And the show that's replacing it is The Music Man starring Hugh Jackman. Oh, I thought you were going to say Wolverine the musical. So. What was his last musical movie he did? The uh, P.T. Barnum. Yeah. Did you see that? I, my wife did, like and she thought it was good. good. Oh, my God. It is so good. Hugh Jackman is so friggin' talented. We all my knew that. Yeah, but I don't want to support someone who is so terrible. <laughs> what were you going to say, Yo-Yo? The movie, like, <clears throat> paints Barnum in a totally different light than he actually was as a person. I so, know, but... yeah, Yeah. Hugh Jackman. The whole joke with P.T. Barnum is like he made up his own like story. Well, also he was like a violent racist and and was terribly cruel and was just like a terrible person in general. But Are we he, talking about Hugh Jackman or P.T. Barnum? P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. Oh, okay. But Hugh Jackman's singing, oh my god, so good. Well, he was good in Les Mis. <laughs> like I can't take that away from him. He was really good in Les Mis. Yeah, but when when him or Russell Crowe. Well, it's Russell Crowe. Like, come on, stop. Oh, the, Russell uh, Crowe Park is one of the best episodes. <laughs> what are you going to say, James? I said Harrison can sing better than Russell Crowe. <laughs> George Harrison? Yes, George Harrison. Well, he is. Is he dead? Yes, yeah. he's died. There's only there's only two living Beatles left. It, yeah, because I was trying to remember the, the George Carlin quote, the wrong two Beatles are dead. Oh, George Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead, too. He is. I have his uh, autograph. My friend had a ticket to a show that he was supposed to go to and Cape Cod like two weeks before he died. I uh, downstairs, I have the newspaper when he came to the area uh, that he signed and then the ticket to the show I went to. All my favorite comedians are dead. Yeah. Very sad. Although Eddie Murphy did a hell of a job on Saturday Night Live. Oh, hell just, yeah. Oh my God. Mr. Mr. Jefferson's Neighborhood was the best part. Robinson. Of Mr. Robinson's? Mr. Jefferson's. Yeah, it's supposed to be like Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah, he's like, he goes, what do you want? Did you see a 72-inch TV? No, do you think I stole it? <laughs> yeah, and it's in his apartment. Uh, we need so much more Eddie. We need more Eddie in our well, lives. Him as Gumby and then the Buckwheat stuff was fantastic. Like, Did you see Dolomite oh, the, yet? The baking, the baking championship show? What's that? Oh, he's speaking Latin backwards. No, the one of the He's best the thing, on her trust. No, the the the, uh, the North Pole like news report was fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so good. 
Have you guys seen? Uh, I, I know we talked about it. Dolomite. No, no I haven't seen it yet. I list to watch. So good. Yep. So so good. I, I apparently I I missed. I haven't seen the uh, the the um, monologue there, but you know, with everybody like all the guys, you know, Chris Rock and and all those guys out on there, and they're like, you know, Chappelle's got a cigarette, and they're like, oh, you're allowed to smoke out here, and he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what are they gonna do? Yeah. Because you're looking at like fifty percent of Netflix's budget right here. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Uh, Tracy Morgan though. Tracy Morgan might have had the best line. It's like, yeah, I make my money on the street. Like, oh, you used to you used to sell drugs or whatever. He goes, no, I was hit by a truck. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you, like my brother said, if you're gonna get hit by a truck. Make sure it's like a Walmart truck, like he did. <laughs> uh, well, I think on that note, uh, we'll wrap it. I want to thank you all for uh, listening to this, uh, listening to us dorks talk about some uh, toxic fandom and Star Wars and some other geeky stuff. And uh, we'll find a good topic for next time. Uh, with that, uh, we will kick it off with, uh, Patrick. Where do you like people following you? Uh, best place is, uh, throwdownthursdaypodcast.com. Uh, you can find all our latest episodes. You can find episodes of my, uh, side project Shark Bites, uh, on which Leo was a guest, uh, on the most recent episode where we talked about the future of Star Wars. And you can also read some of my articles. I, uh, have been putting out articles Every single day this year, so there are two articles up, and the first one is my uh, top 10 directors of short films for 2019, and my top 10 directors of feature-length films for 2019, and uh, I've been getting some really good responses by some of the people um, that I put on the uh, on the list. Uh, like I, Ryan Johnson is actually one of the directors on the list because Knives Out was amazing. Yes. Uh, but some of them are from, uh, you know, folks who don't have big budget movies out there, but still managed to put out some amazing stuff like uh, Skip Shea, who did Trinity, uh, which you can is available for sale now on uh, Vimeo.com. Uh, there's uh, the gentleman from Bad CGI Sharks, you know, a lot of a lot of first time filmmakers on here. So. Uh, check out the list, see what you think. But uh, some of the responses I've been getting to this list, uh, you know, I, I made a Facebook post to thank everybody because I said they're making me feel like, you know, I'm just some random dude making a, a, a list that, you know, every everybody did for, you know, the end of the year stuff. But they're making me feel like I, you know, I write for Variety or Rolling Stone or something because the way they're acting, like everyone's like, oh, it's such a huge honor to be on this list. It's like, I'm just some fucking dude, like, you know, I appreciate it. You guys are making me feel great. But check out the list and then check out the people who made the, the movies. You won't be sorry. Awesome. Yo, yo. Um, you can find me at Boy Meets Swan on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, bleh, Facebook, and YouTube. Also, you'll see Laurent on those same social media channels. And yeah. James? Uh, I want to give a good quick shout out to Alex as well. Um, he did do an awesome taco cat that, uh, in honor of Harrison, that I'll be getting tattooed uh, in the coming weeks. Um, so give him a look out on Patreon as well as his coffee account and follow him at Pierre underscore Alex Hoy. Um, I did, I was messaging him over the holiday, and you know, he's basically stated that he's going to do his best to kind of jump on sooner or later. He's just getting some stuff organized before he can jump back on. So 
Can't wait to talk to you soon, Alex. Check him out. Um, but my big announcement is that I'm leaving the dorketing. <gasps> um, no, um, that our show, me and Jen's show, Adore Physique, is going to go under the knife a little bit and go through a little bit of a change. Um, we were discussing it, and actually it was Jen's idea. She goes, we have a lot of things that we want, like talking about other than fitness, that we have through our own experiences. So it's going to turn more into like a lifestyle podcast. You know, we're still going to do fitness and we're still going to talk about things, but it feels like now with everything that's going on, um, uh, you know, we want to start talking to other people and, you know, not just about fitness and, uh, you know, just kind of get some more information out there and kind of just kind of get our own experiences. And we, we like nerdy, geeky stuff too. And sometimes we can't make it on the show or both of us can be on the show. Um, so we like to put our own thoughts down and all stuff. So as of right now, it's an untitled show. Uh, I think we're leaning towards the Jen and James podcast. Um, I think there's the no copyright about that at all. So hopefully we're going to make more of a formal announcement when it gets closer with a new launch date and stuff like that. But we got always got to thank Leo and everybody in the dorking for letting us do our show and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we're hopefully going to put some good content out in the near future and, you know, Leo, and hopefully there's some some changes coming to the network as well as you know what today is, Leo. Uh January second. And uh Thursday. What happened two years ago today? What happened two years ago? It was January second, twenty eighteen. What happened? We launched something. We did. Yeah. Dorks. Yeah, no, the, the network. Oh, really? It's been two years? <sighs> No, we did it already this year. No, the the Dorkening Podcast Network. Yeah, is two years old. No shit, really. Look at you laughing to <laughs> It doesn't feel two years old. It feels like we just did over the summer. Two years. I feel bad now. I feel bad. I I I I I feel terrible. I didn't get myself anything. <laughs> no, you got a new mixer from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leo, two years ago, you made the announcement that we were launching the network. Wow. Thank you for that, James. I, I You keep up on this stuff better than I do. <laughs> it's not today, it was yesterday, but I was either one of these two days. So I'll okay. give myself credit because if I went back in my memories, it showed that you had a big announcement yep. to last night or tonight or something like that two years ago. Wow. And this all started because uh, we were on another network and... Uh, not to bash or any, anything or anything. They, they, you know, they were doing a great job. We just didn't like how they were, how our show was on their feed and stuff. So we decided to, uh, start things out on our own. And since then, you know, things have been going great. Uh, we're going to be adding some new shows to the network. Uh, but if you head on over to the dorkening.com, you'll find all the shows right now, 17 shows on the network. And, uh, we have, uh, um, Retro Redoctopus joining us next, and uh, we're talking to a couple other shows now, uh, so uh, look for some awesome news in the near future, and as this uh, network grows, but more importantly, the family grows, because we're all one big family, you know, it's all, uh, you know, we, we've, I know I have developed some awesome friends and you guys, you know, over the years, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, you made my life so much better, I, I can't thank you guys enough for for being in my life, being my friends, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get a little sappy there, but I'll catch you guys later. Bye. Peace.
Bye. Okay, I'm going to hit stop recording. I We should still be able to hear everybody, but uh, if you can, please let it finish uploading uh, okay. once I stop. And if you we can't hear each other, let's just hop back on to where be. Uh, but it, we should still hear each other, I think. I'll stop it now. Okay, I stopped. Yeah, see, it says it's finished. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it has two files that needs to upload. Uh, a WAV file and an MP3. So if you can leave the window... Yeah, at 2%. Okay. Uh, yeah, I see. Yeah, about 1%. <laughs> okay. 2%. All right, cool. Yeah, it's uploaded. Okay. Um, well, one of them is. I don't see... Yeah, there's going to be two... Uh, yeah, there's one at a time. The download MP3 and the upload wave. The wave is uploading. Yeah, the, it's at 11%. The yeah, other one... The wave the wave is gonna take longer because that's the better quality one. So cool. yeah, so if you guys can leave the window open while that uploads, that'd be appreciated. You got it. Um, close out right now. <laughs> um, James, you ever think about uh, would you guys want to do like a blog or something along with your uh, your health show, your uh, life discussions? I, I I'll talk to Jen. Uh, okay. About it, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, that we would I would talk to her about. Okay. If it's something you want to do, let me know. Cause uh, I mean, we have as much space. I, we have a server, so it's uh, you know, if you guys want a website, it doesn't take too much setup. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, as of right now, we're uh, we're still trying to get everything taken care of. So. Okay. Cool beans. Yeah. Well, I'll let this upload. I'm gonna go. Hang out with Jen and the baby. I have to work tomorrow, so hooray. Hey. Well, thank you yeah, so I much. To, I have to eat food. No problem, Leo. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll three, two, three, three. next week. What's that? Go back to Wednesday next week. Yes, sir. All right, great. Well, everybody have a wonderful weekend. A fantastic you day. You too. And I will talk to all you, you guys too. later. I'm parting you, Patrick, even though you can't see me. <laughs> Bye. 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 Peace. See you. Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. The Wicked Horror Show, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Secret Underground Hideout, That Strange Show, Cinema with Harrison Smith, Dorks the Podcast, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, The Horror Squad Podcast, The Dorkening, Throwdown Thursday, Black and White Fright, Dorks the Podcast, for more information check out thedorkening.com.